Um, but yeah, no, just any, anything that, that is not, um, that you don't prefer, we can, we can pull it out. But okay. I, I, I imagine, I imagine your, your, <laughs> this conversation to be one that just has a lot of energy in it. I'm looking forward to it. I had, again, another one of my favorite kind of podcasts where I've never met the person before. And this is just an introductory conversation. Yes. Which is kind of good to introduce you to folks. Correct. Um, which I thought the, the one thing that we talked about before recording that cracked me up was everybody in the house is an M name. Most everybody is a Mark derivative. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We have Marquita, Marcellus, Malia, and Makari. I love it. Yes. <laughs> how, old, how old are the kids now? Makari is 13. This is his last year at Carbondale Middle School. And Malia is seven. She's in second grade at Thomas Elementary School. Oh, you got the you got the perfect spread on having on having the older sibling, like really being able to be an older sibling and not feel like they're too bunched up. Right. Six years apart, actually, and myself and my brother are five years apart. So kind of tried to do that same thing that my parents did, (laughs) (laughs) but kind of a year off. So but hey. You're close enough yes. at this point. Is that, uh, you know, uh, talking to Aaron and Kathy and Corey so far, right, it, it, it always, it seems like, you know, there's an underpinning of the kids go through the school system. I want to have an impact on the school system, both for the kids that my children are peers with, but also because I get to see it firsthand. Is that kind of another feeling that you've got? On running for uh, for District 95 school board? Yes. Um, and I think my daughter's probably one of my biggest cheerleaders <laughs> as far as uh, wanting to put the signs out. And, Mom, well, we have to put one over here. Can it go right here? And I'm like, well, okay, regarding the city limits, I think we have to have them in a certain place, uh-huh. you know. So but she has been, like, one of my biggest fans um, as far as supporting me. Um and just asking a bunch of questions like she wants to know everything. Well, what do you do? What is the school board about? Um, who else is on the school board? You know, so she asked all those questions. Um, I'm a native of Carbondale. I went to Carbondale Elementary School District. So it's it's a part of me. Yeah. Um, I, I grew up. Um, I left to go to college. I actually went to SIUE because I wanted to get away. I think it was just that whole I want to go to college. I want to get away from home thing. And I went to SIUE, um, majored in social work. Nursing was originally my major and got into some of the courses. And I just did not feel that that was the right path. I knew I wanted to help individuals. I just didn't know in what uh, capacity Mm -hmm. that I wanted to help them. So I ended up uh, going into social work, graduated with my bachelor's degree from social work, ended up back in Carbondale. Um, And I started out working at Gateway Foundation Mm -hmm. as a substance abuse counselor. So I still have my certification in drug and alcohol counseling, did that for 11 years and uh, loved it. Loved it. Um, Initially, when I started the job, I didn't have a family. So the hours were um, feasible, you know, at the time, the hours (laughs) that I was working. But you know, as you start having children and you have a husband, a family, there's, you know, different changes that occur in your lifestyle. So I ended up going to leaving Gateway 
and I worked at Head Start um, at SIU for a year, and I was a family partnership specialist there. So basically, I was working with the parents mm -hmm. and the uh, students at Head Start. Um, worked there a year, and I currently work for Upward Bound. It's a college prep program yeah. here at SIU. I am an alum of that program, so I kind of feel like I'm doing this full circle thing. Uh -huh. um, a lot of my friends and even my family left Carbondale because um, it just it wasn't for them. Yeah. And I, I just feel that I am still here for a reason. And I, I believe that uh, community involvement um, with the school board. I'm also a part of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And um, even with that, a lot of my, my career, my community service, all of it is steered around youth. Um, like I said, I work for a pre-college program, so I'm working with adolescents. A lot of the positions that I hold within the sorority as far as like the scholarship chair that I am on currently, um, I tend to, I, I don't know, it's just I gravitate towards adolescents, teenagers. Yeah. That's just who I gravitate towards. Um, a lot of the projects or the um, different things that we do within the sorority. I've, you know, we did a breakfast with Santa. It was held locally at New Zion Missionary Baptist Church, mm -hmm. you know, and giving the kids the opportunity from the community to come in to uh, meet with Santa and do arts and craft activities, have breakfast. So it, it's things like that. We did a mother and son dance at Thomas School um, for, I think that was uh, from, I think it was K through fifth grade that they were allowed the uh, sons and mothers or guardians and we had even some grandparents there to bring their son their sons out and have a, you know just a time with them they dance they you know we had provided snacks did a little um um i think they're called minute to win it activities <laughs> and it was so fun seeing the parents uh or the mothers and grandparents interact with their you know sons or grandsons during those activities so it's just like I said, I, I believe that's my purpose. Um, growing up here, things were a lot different. Things were a lot different when I grew up here than they are now. Mm -hmm. um, there were a lot more things for youth to do. Mm -hmm. um, the great skate train. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I, that is that is a that is a name of a business that I have not heard in a very long time. Yes, it, you know, skate train. There was cuckoos. You know, there was different teen night. You know, there were things that we could involve ourselves in yeah. um, on a fun um, level, as well as there was educational opportunities. Obviously, like I said, Upward Bound is still around, mm -hmm. but there were other programs, career prep, uh, future scholars. Um, there were just programs for youth to involve themselves in to keep them busy. Yeah. Um, Irma C. Hayes, I'm a graduate, a pre-K graduate from Irma C. Hayes. Um, so, there, you know, there was activities there in the summer for us to do um, just so much. And now it just seems like there's sports, you know, there's sporting events. And there's a few, you know, activities on um SIU's campus, mm -hmm. the Lego camp and, you know, different things of that nature. But there's just not much 
in the community as much as it it was growing up. Yeah, yeah. No, in a in a broad base of activity that folks can be involved in, and we hope that you'll be involved in uh, this conversation for episode. Looking at the screen, forty six to make sure. I can't even believe we're up to this number already. Uh, <laughs> You've uh, been busy. W- yeah, it's it's it been been going since since, since September and and launching this project. The uh, uh, the WTF Carbondale podcast, uh, where we talk to interesting people about their interesting lives and tie it all back together to this little old place we call home, Carbondale, Illinois. And uh, as the final person in the uh, kind of impromptu interview series with uh, District 95 school board candidates, I've got Marquita Roper here uh, with me today. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled uh, to, to, uh, to be in it with another townie. yes i'm a carbonite i guess that's what we're called (laughs) so that is that is a that is an argument that stands and it comes up in the group every now and then where people are like are we carbondalians are we carbonites are we there there's like one more uh that i that i can't think of offhand but like there's there's everybody's got their own different phrasing for (laughs) being from carbondale yes being from carbondale (laughs) Uh, are you um, uh, are you kind of like the generations and generations back type of Carbondale as well, or did parents or grandparents move here, or what um, what brought your you know it, if your family has has hasn't been here for generations and generations, what brought them here? I guess I should ask. Okay, so my mother was born and raised here. Um, her parents moved from Brookport. Um, my dad's parents moved here from Tennessee so some of his siblings he was the oldest Uh um, some of his siblings went to high school here he was in the military when his family moved here but he ended up meeting with my mom um, here uh, (laughs) years ago many moons they met here in Carbondale so um, I have let's see my great-grandparents on maternal side, they were the founders of New Zion Missionary Baptist Church. It started mm-hmm. in their home. They also were one of the first African-American uh, business owners. They had a grocery store on the northeast side of Carbondale. Lennis Turley is a relative also. Um, Very cool. Turley Park is obviously named after him. So I do have <laughs> generations of family um, from Carbondale. Mm-hmm. Um and we just, like I said, I just, my brother moved to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I can't, like I said, I went to college and I ended up coming back here. And I just, it's home. Yeah. Um, and I, I do feel it's uh, still a good place to raise kids. Obviously, there are some things that um, need to be changed. Um, and I believe that that's, the change is coming. The yeah. change is coming. Um, COVID has obviously put... Uh, a lot of things in perspective, I believe, for a lot of people. Um, it's I, I can say for myself, it it slowed me down. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to spend some time with my family, and I I joke like the week, and here I here we are a year later. That <laughs> week before everything starts shutting down, I promise I have something every day that week. And some of those days I was double booked with a parent teacher <laughs> conference or a committee meeting, or, you know, I had something going on every day. And then all of a sudden I start getting all these emails. They're canceled. Such and such is canceled. This is canceled. This is canceled. <laughs> so it was like, I was able to spend that time with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, 
you want to be involved. You want to do what you can um, to help your community. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, you have to, you know, raise your children. You have to take care of home. You have a husband, you know, that you have to cook for and, you know, different things of that nature. But I will say that we have a balance in, you know, the household as far as my husband. He he is the cook <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know, I, I can cook, but I will say for the record, yes, he is the the cook of the house. And, and this is this is what he wanted. That's why he was texting you beforehand. Like, are you on? Are yes. you on? He wanted to hear you just praise him. Yes, I'm yes. <laughs> and I, I, I'm giving you that praise. Yes, Marcellus. He is the cook of the house and loves to go to the grocery store uh -huh. now because he, he loves to cook. So, of course, he wants to get the ingredients for the items that he cook. And, of course, I have no problem with that. Right. Um, but and I think I'm. I'm grateful. I'm blessed that we have that balance, you know, in our household that he can pick up where, you know, I'm, I might be at a meeting or I might be late. Yeah. Um, even now that everybody is zooming and <laughs> Google meets, um, <laughs> my daughter will say, mom, okay, is this school board? Are you at work? Or is this a sorority meeting? You know, she's asking me like, okay, so which one is it tonight? Cause now it has picked back up. Yeah. Now I am in the house, but that's still that attention has, uh, decreased mm -hmm. with, with her and my son so um but she understands and and i like the fact that she questions everything that i do and she will mm -hmm. keep questioning until it's not like i can say something to kind of just blow her off or you know well mom's got to do this or i'm just doing this for whatever no she wants the full answer no. and like i said until she's satisfied with what she wants to hear <laughs> you know until <laughs> she has that correct answer she She'll keep asking. Ah, that's phenomenal. I, you know, I, 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 I struggle with the balance of telling your kids that they need to question everything and making sure that they are capable of challenging authority when it is right, while also maintaining authority and having to say, I'm tired of the questions right now. Just go on. <laughs> uh, how do you, I mean, how do you manage that? Well, see, I, I, ap I appreciate it. And that's just because I, I have two kids as I stated as far as a male and a female and they're mm -hmm. total opposites in more ways than one like my son he he doesn't question only time I see him what are we having for dinner I got soccer practice I got basketball I got track you know I see him around those times mm -hmm. but my daughter I mean she's right there she's always there she's you know questioning everything but he he's not that one that um, ask too many questions, but now he's going into high school. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, so now I'm starting to pick his brain. Like, okay, so do you know what you want to be when you grow up? Have you even thought about what you want to be? You know, so <laughs> it's them questions now that I have to, you know, uh, ask him. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just to see kind of where his head is. You know, where, what is it that you want to do? You know, and he, he's still like, well, you know, I'm thinking about it. He, he hasn't gave me a precise answer at this time of what he wants to do or you know uh, career wise but he loves sports um soccer is his first love um and I think my daughter is trying to follow his footsteps <laughs> with that his dad is a carpenter um a union carpenter so he he kind of asked him questions like you know well um did you build that bridge? You know, because it's mm -hmm. different places or buildings even here in Carbondale where he was uh, on the crew for those 
particular project. So he'll ask, you know, different questions about that. So I can tell that he is starting to get some interest in something, mm -hmm. <laughs> or yeah. at least, you know, just asking the questions. Um, but he he's just never been that one to just ask, you know, questions up front. But my daughter and for the most part, the questions that she asks, you know, is it's relevant. So I, I, you know, I have no problem asking, answering those questions. But when she starts talking about Legos or a TikTok video or something of that nature, then it's like, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> I need, the, I need the escape hatch. Get me out of this. Get me out of this. Yeah. Well, I, I love I, I the the fact that your son is is able to explore the idea of of trades right now is, is huge because i mean yes. that's that is where we're missing right i i you know I, I tell people that you know my background is in marketing and it's like i can't i only wish that i would have picked up a trade when i was 10 15 years younger mm -hmm. than i am now because i understand that this marketing thing is a dime a dozen in terms of where work has shifted and really the value in work these days is the work that you do with your hands and the work that you do to build and fix and maintain things that has been lost on an entire generation because that's just we were pushed into college and it yes. was go do college and don't you know don't even think about manual labor and now it's like oh what do you mean you don't know how to do manual labor oh crap <laughs> and i'm like i said i work for a pre-college program and yeah. you know that's what we do we uh, encourage them to go to college we take them on college uh, tours in the summer but I get it college is not for everyone my husband did not go to college yeah. you know like he went to, to trade school and he started out at John A. Logan you know and he became an apprentice and he decided that it was at first it was labor 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 he wanted to be a laborer but mm -hmm. he realized you know as he got into the program that it it wasn't for him so mm -hmm. he ended up um, like I said being a union carpenter and my son is he's like I said he's he sees what he do yeah and even just some of the things around the house that he may do or you know fix different things around the house so it's I hope that he begins to ask ask questions because it's like one of those things even with him in school it's you know well what did you do in school today work <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay son yes i know you did work but you know it's just getting him to talk more yeah and i'm i believe he he got it from his mom believe it or not i am not the public speaker type person mm -hmm. um but however you know i i do speak a little bit more than um he does uh -huh. you know i you know but it's still not a i'm not the talkative person i'll say i'm not the first one in the room to strike up a conversation that's not me <laughs> you, you can kind of like wait until it's the right time yes and, and yes go from there. and i dig that that's uh, that's a reasonable way to go about it i wish i could shut my mouth more often and let somebody else talk first the, <laughs> <laughs> the um in terms of the college uh, prep work i mean are there you know what what are what are some of the challenges that you're seeing you know especially locally that that you know, we could be meeting or we are meeting kind of as a community for, uh, you know, trying to get uh, get folks prepared for the next step in, in education. I mean, I'm sure there's a number <laughs> of things and, and factors going on on the back end that affect anybody's opportunities uh, post high school. Yes, I think um, 
there needs to be, um, for instance, that's one of the things as a sorority and even some of the other sororities, we provide scholarships. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to get students to apply for the scholarships. Um, this is free money. And I, and I get it. Once again, I went to, um, like I said, I was in the Upper Bound program mm -hmm. and even going to college. I did not fill out a lot of scholarships before college now after my freshman year and I start seeing you know some <laughs> of the uh, tuition and <laughs> you know mm -hmm. my parents you know the burden on them I just didn't want them to have that uh, burden of having to pay back all of these loans mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. or I didn't even want myself to have to pay back some of these loans because yeah. I was not like I said I wasn't the scholar type. I did not like school. I mean, I, I just knew this was something that I need to do. Like you said, college was pushed yeah. on me by my parents. They did not go to college. They went, my mother went, but she did not, you know, finish. Mm -hmm. um, but they pushed it. They pushed it. And it's like, okay, this is something that I got to do. It's got to be a reason, <laughs> you know, <laughs> why I'm here to, you know, do this. And I got a bachelor's. I got a, another master's here in social work. And I just completed, I was a May 2020 graduate that didn't get to have a graduation, which I'm okay <laughs> with that, and <laughs> yeah. um, rehab administration at, at SIU here in Carbondale. So I, I have degrees, you know, I, I went to school, but it, I can't say that I like it. And I, I would say <laughs> <laughs> that this last degree was kind of uh, by default, I guess, because with the certification, you have to maintain CEUs. Mm -hmm. Well, oh I was taking college courses to mm -hmm. maintain some of those CEUs, mm -hmm. and it got to the point where I got close to receiving a, another degree. So mm -hmm. I'm like, well, why not? If you're this close, my advisor was like, you're this close. You only have so many more classes. Well, mm -hmm. I can keep taking the classes to keep, uh, continue my CEUs because you have to maintain like 40 every two years. So I was maintaining that, but it was no rush. It was yeah. like, okay. I'm going to get this degree. I'm going to get my CEUs. It'll happen when it happens. And that's what happened. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I ended up getting another degree. And by working for the university, they pay for your school. Nice. So that was kind of a win-win. <laughs> so it's like, you got to do this. You need to do this. Let's do this. So. You just woke up one day. You're like, oops, I got another college degree. Got another degree. <laughs> and it just happened to happen during COVID that <laughs> I that finally is, finished. Uh, that is such a, that is such a funny balance of like not being like interest, you know, like not really being like the person that's interested in being a student, but then also on the other side of it, being a person that's deeply ingrained in the system of schooling, yes. right? Like understanding the importance and understanding that there has to be this administrative mechanism to make it work, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's at the school board level or, you know, the college entry uh, space that you're in, that you're in working. Uh, well, at the same time, realizing that, oh man, these kids got to do it, but they're going to hate it the whole way, just like I did. Right. And I tell them <laughs> that, you know, I am an example. I, like I said, I, I tell them that as I work in my program, I tell my kids this, you know, you you may not believe me now, but it will benefit you later on. Mm -hmm. You know, you will understand why mom was on you about completing homework or, you know, uh, the school project. Because, you know, uh, just let me know. When you have homework and things like that, let me know. I can help you out. Um, like I said, I, I'm not 
the type that likes school, but I understand it, you know, and I, I understand, I want you to understand that this is something that will help you in the future. And it's not just with school, but a job, you know, mm -hmm. employment, you know, a lot of the things that you learning now in school will help you on a job, mm -hmm. you know, just even the communication skills, you know, just different things of that nature. It's just not about uh, the grades that you make, but it's your communication, how you communicate with your teachers, um, completing assignments, because there may be, you know, assignments on the job that you have to do. So mm -hmm. it's learning the work ethic through going to school. And we tell our kids, School right now is your job. That's all you have to do. You know, yeah. maybe a few chores around the house, but this is your job. That's all you got to do right now. Mm -hmm. Just do it. You know, so I just getting students, getting kids, getting the children in the community to, community to understand that school is your job right now. Yeah. It determines what job you will have in the future. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. And then COVID, like it hit. Um, so everybody's on Zoom during school and they lose interest. You know, you're in your home environment doing school work mm -hmm. and it's not working for some. So as a school board member, you know, when it's that time where we had to vote on students going back to school, you know, well, I know that it wasn't working for um, some students. Yeah. Um, I had gotten calls from parents personally that, like, what can I do, you know? So it's like safety is first, mm -hmm. and I always said that, you know, once the numbers are st start, the numbers start decreasing. As far as uh, COVID here, you know, we were maintaining contact with the Jackson County Health Department, and it was like, Let's give the kids the opportunity to go back. At least give the parents the mm -hmm. choice. Mm -hmm. You don't have to send your kids back, yep. but here's this opportunity. Now that the numbers are lower, send your children back if you feel that they actually is is not working for them to be at home. Yeah. And some came back, obviously, and then there's some, you know, that's still at home. I so. was super appreciative of the option opportunity, right? Like, understanding that not everybody is in the same position with you know whether it's relatives or or the ability to afford child care yes. or you know a a you know a a um, you know domestic care situation at, at home where where there was the availability of that for you know for us to to still be able to you know do remote learning but also know that yeah the kids can still come together in the classroom like i was i was really happy with the way that y'all handled yes. the the re-entry into school and i and you know the continued phase into uh you know a, a return to in-person learning like because those, those aren't easy decisions yes, to make I've very tough decisions very <laughs> tough decisions and honestly our district as was one of the um model districts i'll say that's a Great way to phrase it. Model yes. district is the way. A to model phrase it. district because even with going to some of the um, conferences and training that we still, you know, had to do online, some of the breakout sessions that they were having was regarding how to get students tablets or computers or mm -hmm. devices to work from home, and that was something that we had already established. Yeah, how to provide meals for students 
who do not come to school, you know, that are uh, doing remote learning. Mm -hmm. Carbondale Elementary School had already did that. So it was like some of these things, I'm like, wow, you know, we are way past this. And it's unfortunate mm -hmm. that some schools are still trying to work through some of these hurdles and, you know, and I, that was something to be proud of, mm -hmm. to be a board member and know that our district was one of the ones where, you know, people were looking at how we were doing things. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe that's, that's great. That's a lot. To, you, that's something positive about our, our district. Well, and, and I think one of the things that as we're having this conversation and I, and I'm mulling things over in my brain as we talk, right there, there is a fixed cost to having the infrastructure of a school system in place. There and it's is. going to be there whether you are remote learning or you are in-person learning. So why, why worry about trying to address and reduce the fixed costs rather than just saying we're going to deliver the best services that we can, understanding that we're just going to be participating at these same fixed costs anyway? Yes, um, yes. And I, I just, I mean, from day one, um, having educational packets in your local grocery stores in oh, <laughs> Walmart. I mean, that was amazing, you know? Um, and it's just those type of things that those type of people that we have working in our district mm -hmm. to move things forward and move them fast, mm -hmm. you know, to keep the, the learning environment going for our students mm -hmm. despite the pandemic. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, there was some complaints about the kids getting packets, but, you know, there was only so much that could be done at that time. Yeah. But, hey, District 95 was doing it. Hey. They were doing it. Door to, I mean, still delivering food. Yes. To every single kid. I mean, you know, having, having all of, being a, being district wide, a, a, uh, you know, no cost school lunch environment, right? Mm-hmm. Every parent in this district is about to benefit substantially from that when, um, you know, I, I, when, when I can't remember if it's Link or Snap or if it's the same thing, when those cards show up with thousands of dollars on them mm -hmm. in, you know, w whenever the state gets those out, just because that's the structure of the school system. Yes. You know, it's just another thing that, you know, it, it doesn't bring full stability back to people's lives, but it, it helps a little bit. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I think we did what we could as yeah. a district and I, I believe, um, the action was fast that, yeah. you know, everybody, all hands were on deck. People were doing what they had to do. They were in there making copies, you know, to get these packets out to the students, the food was being, uh, pre prepared, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's, like I said, it's a wonderful district to to be a part of. Um, and I'm glad my kids are part of District 95. I wouldn't want them to be a part of any other district in this area. And that's just, I mean, and and I'm a product, like I said, because I went to this school, uh, these schools, I want my kids to go to these schools. And I mean, not everybody has that attitude. And, you know, that's fine, too. But I, I believe District 95 works and my kids are, they're, they're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and it's, it says something when, 
you know, all of the surrounding support systems have degraded over time, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm 31 now. And really, I, I would say that if we were to pinpoint when the, the services for kids really started to kind of lessen in Carbondale, it was probably like mid to late 2000s when I, when I wouldn't have been paying attention as a high school kid. So I don't have as much like context there, but it's like now that I'm a little bit older mm-hmm. and have a little bit more stake in this with my own kids and friends, kids, and, you know, just, just seeing kids that I know are going to be adults that I work with in, you know, 10 years from now, you go, what happened to all this stuff? And I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess that's kind of a leading question to, you know, what, what have you seen of what we've lost over the years that we, that we need to work to regain, to help just give kids something to do, like you were saying. Yeah, I, I just think, I mean, over the course of time, we've lost a lot of businesses, too, mm-hmm. in Carbondale area um, that did provide some of the uh, extra opportunities, extracurricular activities for kids to be involved in. Um, some of our leadership um have I mean obviously they've gotten older some of them have passed away you know Mm -hmm. so it's I I think we need a lot more individuals to step up to the plate and like I said as a carbonite or native (laughs) of Carbondale I'm staking staking it in the carbonite name all right I'm running with it yes I feel that I need to do something. Yeah. You know, this is my community. I I need to do something. I should be doing something. And like I said, I understand that, you know, with the family, it it takes balance. But you you have to determine what that balance is for you. How can you do those things? How can you include um, involvement in the community Mm -hmm. with the balance of your family? I try to include my kids in as much as I can um, mm-hmm. in the things that I do. Um, sometimes just with my job, you know, I, I try to bring them along so they can meet some of the other students and they can see what they do. Because once again, Malia, mom, well, <laughs> what do you guys do at your workshops? You know, well, can I see? Yeah, sure. You know, I would mm-hmm. bring her so she could see exactly what they're doing, um, what they're learning. Um, what else as far as the community, um, like I, I just said, I think we need more people uh, to be involved. Yeah. Stepping up to the plate in the community. Um, longtime residents of Carbondale that's here. We all need to step up and do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it goes back to that statement, it, it takes a village. You know, I, I, I do believe that it, it takes a village for us to bring back our community to bring back what we had um i don't know it like some of the even just some of the restaurants it's like (laughs) if we lose one more place you know (laughs) arnold's market you know one of the best butcher place you know that we had around in town well i think really the only besides you know kroger's your local stores but it's I don't know. And and it's sad. It it really is sad that stores are continuing to close. Um, Businesses, you know, we don't we don't have much coming um, to Carbondale. uh, Even just our neighbor in town, Marion, you know, they seem to be, I guess, booming, you know, um, 
with different things. So I don't know what it would take. I don't know if that's what's um, causing people to just leave the community. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe people are fed up with some of the crime, you know, the different things that's going on um, in the community. I've got, I've got my own thoughts on, on why we've seen some, some loss of uh, population to neighboring uh, towns, but I'll reserve that for other more angry conversations I have (laughs) with other people. I will, I, this, this is a, this is a very bubbly, happy conversation. I don't want to start dragging that side. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. Uh, Yeah. For, for quite some time we're, we're from here. We've lived this. We know we know what root causes of some things are. Yes. They, they don't have to be said to know what they are. Correct. Correct. <laughs> You're right about uh, that. What What is, you know, and it's, I mean, it's, it's cool to hear, you know, about, uh, you know, about having the, the entrepreneurship background in the family. I mean, do you feel like, like some of, uh, you know, some of your, your older generations, uh, you know, uh, kind of tilt towards, uh, being entrepreneurs and being business people uh, has kind of fed into the person that you are now. Maybe you don't have your own business, but you treat business like it's your business. I would say um, just making my family proud, whatever direction that is that I I, I have chosen in my life, in my path, in my journey. I, I just wanted to make my family proud. Um, it's good. Um, to hear I love to hear the history about my family you know in this town and even sharing it you know with my my children Mm -hmm. Um, for them to obviously they didn't get to know some of them people but for my children to go play at Turley Park you know this park is named after uh, one of your relatives so it's it feels good you know to have that but um, business I'm, I'm definitely not the (laughs) <laughs> business financial oh my gosh uh, my husband could tell you about that but <laughs> I can spend the money don't get me wrong right. I can do that I'm a shopper I'm a, a couponer I'm I'm all of that um, but to have that business entrepreneurship yeah. side mm, and I would be curious uh if my son you know if that's something that may strike his interest uh-huh. one day I, I don't know but we have had talks uh, in the family, um, some of my you know cousins, of having bits because we have some talented people in our family, and I don't mm-hmm. just say that because I'm part of this family, but <laughs> I mean we have some uh, cooks, we have some uh, people who can barbecue, mm-hmm. we have they they make items, they're crafty jewelry. Uh-huh. I don't have any of my aunt's jewelry on tonight, but um now you're in trouble. Yes. <laughs> you, <laughs> didn't, in you, trouble. Didn't, you didn't come decked out to show off the earrings. No, <laughs> no but we do uh photographers. I mean we have some talented people in our family yeah. and it's just I think in general building the confidence and even the financial piece of mm-hmm. getting those things started. Um, but we definitely have it. Um, and I think um, the history in our family of like the entrepreneurship, it's there. Yeah. It's there. It's just, like I said, having all of those pieces to put everything into play, mm-hmm. but we, we definitely have it. And I think once again, I keep going to COVID because um, <laughs> it has had 
time people have had time to reflect yeah. on what their craft is mm-hmm. you know and I, they've put more thought into it and I, I think we're going to have some successful entrepreneurs in our family and like I said they they've already started um just you know doing little small scale things mm-hmm. but I, I think if they keep it up their craft and you know just maintain the the journey the path that they're on mm-hmm. that they they're going to be successful ah, they're going to cool. be successful no that's that's very cool to to hear i i just had like something in my brain that was like a direct offshoot of that and as, as soon as i was ready for the transition it just went out of my mind <laughs> shame on me that happens that happens in some of the long form stuff um the uh, oh no that's that's what it was going to be you know that that really you know a lot of underpinning on the, on the business side of like is having to be a salesperson before you are anything else, right? You got to go ask somebody for money. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, making barbecue or, or making jewelry or, or selling a, a trade or a, a craft or a piece of media that like being able to make the ask is number one in being a business person. Yes. That's, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. And that even kind of goes back to this campaign too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because Tell me about that. Cause they, and, they, and this is what we were talking about before, before the show started that you were the, that you were the one person that had a sign out before I had my signs on. I was quite impressed. I was like, who is this Marquita Roper person? I was like, I'm, I'm you know, putting my sign out next to a sign over off, over off giant city. I go, this is pretty good. This yes. is pretty good. <laughs> and I have to say that goes back to my upbringing, too, and some of my very close friends. I'll just say the originals. I won't name nice. them all one by one, but <laughs> the originals. They have supported me mm-hmm. beyond belief um, as far as designing my signs, um, getting the information for me, for my sign. I mean, from day one when they knew that I was running for the school board, that I mean, it was like no questions asked. Whatever mm-hmm. I needed them to do, they were you know, they were coming up with everything to help me out. And they all grew up here. Yeah. None of them live here. Only one of them live here uh-huh. <laughs> of the uh-huh. originals, besides myself, and that's my best friend. She still lives here, but they all left, you know. Mm-hmm. And they all are very success- successful. So, um, but yes, they they helped me. Um, and one of them told me that this campaign is for the people. Yes, you're the individual mm-hmm. that's running, you know, in the election. But because I'm not the person to ask for money and, you know, to go fund me things and stuff. Yeah. And it's fine. I, I get it. People need it. I, mm-hmm. I understand that. But I just I'm not that person to ask for money. And mm-hmm. they was like, this is not for you. I was like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. It's not. And and that it took them to talk to me to get me to understand because I was appointed the first time to mm-hmm. the district, you know, two years ago. And I did not have to go through this. I, I didn't I didn't know all this work was on the other side. So this is my first time, although I'm on the board uh-huh. currently, you know, that was just like a job. You apply, you do an interview, you either get it or you don't. Yeah. You know, so but this campaign side you know this is it's a it's a different caliber and and i've enjoyed it i mean i I have um for the most part it's been it's it's been great you know getting the signs uh people have just the support that i have Mm -hmm. just from the community and like i said from the originals who are like (laughs) i said california texas ohio uh north carolina um 
some just northern Illinois. It's just they have been supporting me mm -hmm. and sending like donations, whatever it is that I need. They have just been there to help me, my parents, my immediate family, um, my sorority sisters. You know, it's, it's just I have I am blessed to have the support that I have on this campaign. And it's a good thing if you feel uncomfortable campaigning, but you feel comfortable governing, then you're the right person to be in the spot where you are. Because <laughs> generally the people that are good at the governing, gov governing, the governing, uh, you know, may not be as comfortable with the campaigning side, but you need them to do the job. But then you may have the people that are like really good at the campaigning side and like really into that, that aren't actually caring about doing the actual work on the other side of governing. They just want to get elected. Right. Yeah. So, so I think you, you have the right sense of self in that respect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. I, when I was talking to, I think it was Corey about this, that, that what I, you know, the way that I phrased it to him was like the, you know, the, the moment that you feel comfortable asking somebody for your vote is the moment that you shouldn't be asking somebody for your vote because you're asking them for their power. Yes. Right. You're asking for them to like actively give you power and that you will in turn exercise on behalf of them. And that's like jumping out of an airplane, right? It doesn't matter how many times you do it. You should always feel uncomfortable when you jump out of that airplane, no matter how well prepared your parachute is. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. It, and like I said, it's just, I, I, I am blessed, like I said, to have the support that I've had, you know, and people to push me, you yeah. know? Um, and one of my friends, she was just like, and we don't, we don't say friends. We're like sisters. Yeah. Um, Cause we all grew up together, but she was like, so we have to watch how we put certain things on the signs and, um, you know, because if we put 21, then you can't use them when you run for this, that. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, I believe this is it. I was like, school board is my highest of the lowest levels, you know. I don't think this political thing, you know, is something that I want to take further but i don't know who who knows yeah but but i enjoy it i, I really do I, I enjoy being on the school board it it's definitely a team effort um and it, it just have to be something you have to be willing to work yeah. and right now um with this COVID situation you know and uh decisions still big decisions have to be made you know yeah. the school the schools are not in session um full you know as far as all day, every day, you know, we're still remote and um, hybrid. Some mm -hmm. students are, you know, not even back in the building yet. So it's just all those transitions, you know, that still have to occur. All those decisions still have to be made. Um, so it's, it's, it's a tough job, but I'm definitely, I'm in it to win it. So you, you, you made an interesting point on, on being appointed. What was that process? Like, I mean, was it just like fill out a sheet, do an interview, you either get the job or you don't? Was that? Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, it was just, like I said, applying for a job. And, you know, you fill out the application, you send resume, you know, you get called for the interview, you interview and you get it or you don't. You know, it was just one of those situations. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to get signs. I didn't have to get door hangers. I didn't have to go door to door. You know, I didn't have to. <laughs> ask people for their votes mm -hmm. because it was the board, you know, that made the decision at that time. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
this part is different and it's new to me, you yeah. know, because a lot of people are like, well, you're already on the board. Yes, I'm on it, but I, I'm taking <laughs> a different route this time. Running board is not the same as being on it. <laughs> yes, yes. This is, this is a totally different um, avenue that I have to do this time. But like I said, I, I do. I, I appreciate the support. And it, it was a joke um, that the president now of the board, uh, Mr. Major, he was just saying, because I had, when I actually got sworn in, mm -hmm. so many family members were there <laughs> to see me sworn in. <laughs> Everybody was looking around like, is this your family? Yes. They came <laughs> to support me. Yeah. And that was just, in a nutshell, that that's my family. You know, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. um, when things happen, when family do things, it was a big deal for yeah. me to get appointed to the school board. And they were there in numbers, you know. And then I had one cousin come from Alabama. Wow. And she missed it. Oh, <laughs> she, no. Yes. Was she, like, driving and she was late? She was driving. I think she um, got turned around. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. But she got there at, like, the end, and we had transitioned into a meeting. So I didn't get to see her to afterwards. But, <laughs> I mean, that just shows the love for my family. You yeah. know, they – they support me. They we support each other yeah. when um, we're doing things that you know, and, and it's it's just rewarding. I, I mean, I, I love the support. I love the the closeness that we have. Uh, my family and my friends slash sisters that I call them, <laughs> it's it's unmatched. Well, a it, a it really core is. skill that seems like the the you know, the underpinning to, to family having come from folks that were, you know, what, what, what they would call today, like planters, right. Or people that seed churches. Mm -hmm. But I mean, your, your family is built on the, the idea and the ability to congregate. Yes. So it would like make sense that that's, that's just what y'all do. That's what we do. That's <laughs> what we do. And it, it, it's, it's almost like it gives us a reason to yeah. come together. You're getting appointed to the school board. Oh, we're coming. When yeah. is it? You know, so and <laughs> the crazy thing with that is we had just had like a family re reunion a, a week or so before that. Now, had that um, when I was sworn in, had it occurred like a week earlier, mm -hmm. <laughs> it would have been standing room only. So what are weddings like in your family? Then? Oh, my That's, gosh. It's, <laughs> That's what I really want to know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, it's just, I mean, because my parents, both of my parents um, came from big family. See, and I'm, I'm probably going to quote it wrong. My dad had 10 siblings, I think. And my mom, it was nine siblings, so 10 of them. Mm -hmm. So we have aunts uncles cousins 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 at one point we had six living generations wow that was right here in carbondale six wow. living generations you ever, did 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 anybody ever get a picture with all six we did we did get a picture <sighs> of all six cool. generations now currently i we have let's see i think we have five mm -hmm. now yeah because my great-grandmother passed so yes we have five living generations now um, but just four with my my immediate family, but mm -hmm. with some of my other cousins who have kids who have kids, <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah five generations. So it's it's a lot of us. It's it's a lot. And then my husband, mom only had a set of twin sisters. Mm -hmm. 
So he didn't have, I think it's eight cousins total mm -hmm. on his maternal side of his family. So it's like when he see my family, and <laughs> it's like, wow, okay, you know. And they, all of his cousins came to our wedding, and not all of mine, but majority of mine was at the wedding. I mean, because we just couldn't, it was not enough space and, mm -hmm. and financially. You had, you had 15 <laughs> seats over here and 85 <laughs> seats over there. And then that was another thing we didn't do the groom or the uh, bride side. Uh -huh. You could sit anywhere you want. When you come into church, it was just anywhere you want. It wasn't a groom or bride side uh -huh. at if all. If you can get a seat, go get one. Yeah, you, you better sit in the first seat that you see. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. So, I mean, I would, I would assume you grew up in the church then. So did you get married at New Zion as well? I didn't get married at New Zion. Uh -huh. um, we got married at... Uh, what's the the vine? Was it the vine? Yeah, yeah. Well, that would Wait, make sense. I mean, the one on Giant City is that the vine or the view? The view. The view. Okay, we yeah. got married at the view, um, and one of the reasons for that uh, space, <laughs> the I would space, <laughs> and they don't, they don't, we don't have a center aisle at New Zion. Uh -huh. We have two aisles, three rows of uh, pews, mm -hmm. so we, we didn't have a center aisle. So that was one of the reasons too why. Um, we got married at that particular church. But you wanted your center aisle walk. You I were... wanted a center aisle. <laughs> I wanted a center aisle. You know, it's just some things growing up that you you have that vision or, you know, that you want when you on that on that day that you get married and that was one of them. How did you two meet? Okay, so my husband is from Chicago mm -hmm. and he moved to Carbondale during his high school years mm -hmm. so that's how we met in okay. high school and we were um off and on we weren't together that full time um but uh after i graduated from college and came back to carbondale um we connected again um disconnected again <laughs> so it was just one of those off and on things but he mm -hmm. had always told me that he was gonna marry me and i'm like nah no, you're not. <laughs> that's that's the and, move that he's waiting for. He will be like, all right, I'm going to tell him at 54 minutes is when you make get sure the, you uh, watch. Uh, and he knows it. He, he knows it. But, you know, <laughs> things happen. People change, you know. Um, so we've been married 10 years now. Well, no, it was, it'll be 11. Yeah. 2010, we got married. Uh, that's so, yeah. It'll be, so, yeah. So, yeah. And my parents have been married. 50. To, 50. Uh, to, to have, yeah, I'm, I'm only, <laughs> I better get this right. <laughs> <laughs> Two years into marriage, come March 28th. Okay. Well, I got to get an anniversary gift. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah, you better get on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for, for our second wedding anniversary, I decided to lose my actual metal ring, which is why I wear the silicone. Oh, now. wow. That's, oh, that's, wow. That was my gift, right? Oh, silly me. But the um, just to imagine what it's like to, to you know live out a life with somebody for 50-plus years. You know, yes. Live a lifetime with somebody within a lifetime. Yes. And that's what I'm looking like. Really? I got to deal with this guy for the rest of my life. <laughs> no, but I, I think it, it works if you work it, you know, yeah. it's just, you, you have to, like I said, we have that balance. Um, 
in our in our relationship in our marriage with the kids you know there's certain thing obviously it was a different lifestyle that he grew up you know because he like I said was pretty much raised in Chicago but he came here um during high school mm -hmm. but it was a different lifestyle um even just and it's funny we always joke about this um the other day my son had soccer practice mm -hmm. and what happened, they end up not having soccer practice, but he had left. So he called him and told him to walk home. It was him and another one of his friends. And I said, you did what? He said, I told him to walk home. I'm like, walk? Because <laughs> that's not something that we did. You know, my parents would always come and get me uh -huh. or, you know, it was like, so it's like, oh, my gosh, my son is walking home. Mm -hmm. But it, he's like, he has to grow up. Yeah. You know, he's 13. And I, I understand that. I get it, but it's like I'm not used to those type things. So yeah. it's like he he kind of tells me, okay, you got to let him grow up. And I'm yeah. like, okay, Marquita, you got to let him grow up. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's like it, it's hard, yeah. you know. So it, And that's just something simple, you know, him walking home. But, but it, when's it's at still... the right time is always the question. I mean, it's a very real, like, when is it, like, when is the right time? Yes. And every kid is different. Every person is different. But, like, when do you? let them earn that next level of autonomy yes and it's like it, it's hard and i i know but i know i'm just curious you know once he starts you know getting a driver's license and that type stuff mm -hmm. if his dad to switch gears a little bit so it, it's it's interesting to see how this <laughs> this all gonna work that we have this teenager um who's going into high school next year and i just i i, I cannot believe it I can't believe I'm going to have a high schooler next year. So I only have one in District 95, but she's going to be there for a while. She's just in <laughs> second grade. so She's tied in. Oh. Driver's yeah. license is coming up. I'm I'm a bad enough driver as it is. I can't imagine having more of me in the household. It's terrifying. Yes. And he and those are some questions that he's, he's been asking lately, too. Well, is it hard to drive? what what age were you when you first learned how to drive so mm -hmm. it's those questions are starting to come now too yeah. um and that's just been within the last week or so because we uh completed his schedule for high school and they had driver's ed on them but i'm like i don't remember driver's ed having it that early yeah, you know not, my freshman at, year 14. so that's no not... i was like we're gonna hold off on that so he was like so he started those questions start coming mm -hmm. so i was like i i had I think I first started driving at 15 when I was supposed to drive. I mean, my uh -huh. parents are the parents that do things when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, did I get a car at 16? No. And I'm saying <laughs> this on the record <laughs> so That's my right. kids can hear it too. <laughs> no, mommy did not have a car when she was 16. I didn't get a car until I graduated from college. Mm -hmm. And that was my parents put the down payment and I had to make the payments. Yeah. So it was just. It wasn't given to me. You know, these were yeah. things that I had to earn, you know, just growing up. And I, I just want them to know, and that was some things that they instilled in us, too, that, you know, you go to work, you go to school, or you go to school, and then you'll go to work, and then things will happen. Yeah. You know, you'll get those things, but you have to earn them. It wasn't like anything was given to, you know, us growing up and um I just try to instill some of those same things in my children, you know, and rearing them growing up. But 
Then you have the grandparents <laughs> <laughs> because their grandparents now they can do, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they can get this or they can get that. But I'm like, mom, I didn't get to have that when I was that age or, you know, the cell phones and all this stuff. And it's like, well, I didn't have, there wasn't cell phones. Does your, does your, my age does your 13 year old have a cell phone? He has a cell phone. When did you, when did you get him a cell phone? Cause I'm, we're balancing <laughs> that question now too. Like that's the. He got his cell phone, I think, at 11, age okay. 11, I think. But I bet you, that's another thing. If I ask my daughter, Malia, she'll know exactly. Probably <laughs> she can tell you the date and the hour and the time of when uh -huh. he received that cell phone because she's probably counting down to her time. Uh -huh. But that was one of those things that, you know, he was involved in sports and, you know, he would have to call to get a ride, you know, different things of that nature. So yeah. we kind of gave in and, you know, Got him a cell phone. But he's been, we've only had one cracked screen. He's been pretty good at, what, two years going yeah. on three of having a phone. So he's been pretty responsible. have never lost it or yeah. anything of that nature. So he's he's been responsible with it. That was, uh, like I said, that was one of those things that we just had to just bite the bullet and go ahead and get it because... Yeah. I mean, he, it's it's one of those things. I mean, that's that's where life occurs now. Yes, the, and the communication. You know, mm -hmm. I I need to know when practice is over, so when I come get you or not walk home. <laughs> <laughs> or at least you can call yourself an Uber if you have to at that point. Dad's gonna pay for it though. Dad's paying for that Uber. No. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. No, no, this is um, this was this was really cool. I, you know, I. I always try and do a lot of a lot of insight into into an individual in these conversations, but this conversation has been very much geared towards family and like family is you, right? That's Which me. I think you know without even having to say it, like that's what we just spent an hour going over was yes. just family, right? Yes, family is important. Family is important. And uh, so was this conversation, episode forty six, uh, again part of our impromptu uh series with district 95 candidates uh marquita roper uh and so i always say have a good one whatever that one may be <laughs> <laughs>